fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You are darn right. It is the Voice of Reason. It is a pre-Friday celebration. It is almost the end of the week. It has been a crazy wild day. It has been a crazy wild week as well, and I hope that you are enjoying it. Welcome into the show. It is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very much. Are you ready for the weekend? Programming note for you, I will not be on the air tomorrow, so we have to do our weekend preparedness day today because I will be traveling tomorrow uh, doing some political things uh, for the weekend for tomorrow and for the weekend so i'll be all over the place doing some political things we'll recap those next week on monday on the program so i will be out tomorrow so we have to get you ready and there's a lot of stuff going on again like usual we'll try and get through as much of it as we possibly can bottom of the hour clint elric he is an american attorney he's also spent some time over in russia as he visited the uh, as a researcher inside russia's foreign minister at moscow state institute of international relations uh, one of the country's most elite universities. So he's been over there. He knows what's up. He's been involved in politics here quite a bit. He's made a lots of appearances on Fox News, including Tucker Carlson and more. And he'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour to get us the latest scoop of what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine as well. Uh, it's it, it, it seems like that some of the concerns that we've been having on this show seem to be relatively valid. Where is the tension going on as badly between Russia and the Ukraine is what the media and the Biden administration has been saying. Maybe not as much, and it sounds like that they're trying to push this for some type of political agenda, so we'll get to see what exactly that agenda is. But are you ready for this weekend? And yes, I'm doing it a day ahead because, again, I won't be here tomorrow. So are you ready for this weekend? (laughs) Apparently a lot of people are because there have been a record 1.42 billion chicken wings sold in preparation of the big game coming up this weekend. I say big game i mean you know the big game that i'm not allowed to talk about because it's it's a uh, uh, trademarked where apparently you're not allowed to talk about it so it's the big game i don't know whether i'm allowed to or not on on a talk show as opposed to advertising purposes it's a weird like funky media thing that we have to walk a fine line so i'm just not even going to try it i don't i'm not going to watch it i mean i have no interest in watching it i don't follow the teams i don't know anything about the teams that are in there I, it's the Bengals and the rams or something i i think i don't know I have again. I haven't been following it. I live in Kansas. The Kansas City Chiefs got out a week or two ago. So after that, I just not that I really followed it before then either. But I just don't care. I used to follow it. I used to have the parties and have the good time. I may watch some of the commercials after because people spend bazillions of dollars on commercials. But even last year, they weren't even funny. They didn't even entice me for the commercials. Like there was one that was in Kansas, and it was you know one of the left wing actors or singers or whoever it was that was at some little church and in the heart of America, right in the middle of the country. We need to bring us back to the middle of the road to find both sides of the aisle. And it was a terrible commercial, and it was it was stupid. None of them were funny. I remember back in the day, I always watched for the Doritos commercials because they were the funniest ones. The Doritos and the the Bud Light and the Budweiser, they were great commercials. 
the three frogs, Budweiser. Remember those? The Dorito a couple of years ago were <laughs> they had the the uh, son what was it the the uh, the the sonogram for the little baby and it was following the Dorito and it shot. Out. That's funny stuff right there. Didn't happen last year. It was all political. It was all let's get along. It was all look at this this movement. Look at all oh, we need to be proud and stand up here. I people don't want to watch it. The polit the politics stay needs to stay out of the sports. The people that are involved in sports need to stay out of the politics. Do your thing, man. And uh, it's a good escape. Or it used to be a good escape. No longer is it. There has not been a single good halftime show in really ever since the Super Bowl started. I know that's a controversial thing. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> This year, who is it? It's it's a weird one this year, too. It's Dr. Dre. Don't know who that is. I swear, in all honesty, I have no clue who that is. Eminem, obviously I know who that is. Kendrick Lamar, don't know who that is. Mary J. Blige, don't know who that is. And Snoop Dogg, everybody knows Snoop Dogg. So I know two out of the five that are performing at the halftime show, but none of the music that I would listen to. I'm telling you, I would. the only time I would listen to a halftime show is if they bring some type of rock or hard rock or metal or something. At least a Metallica, for crying out loud. They were trying to push that, what was it, in Los Angeles a couple years ago? Because that was the home for Metallica, and Metallica obviously would be a big band. That would be awesome. I don't know why they don't bring that kind of stuff. And people are going to laugh at me, but until they bring some, I don't know, Parkway Drive, or some As I Lay Dying, or some Amana Marth, or some Lorna Shore, or some uh, Slaughter to Prevail. I, <laughs> people are listening. They're like, what are you talking about, Andy? We're talking hieroglyphics here. That's when a good halftime show would be. Get you pumped up. Get you riled up. Get you angry. Get you headbanging. Have a good time. That would be my thing. And until they play that, I'm not going to pay attention to a halftime Super Bowl. I don't really care. Here's the crazy part about the upcoming uh Oh, I just said the word. The big game coming out this weekend. According to the Associated Press, 31 million Americans have placed money on the big game for this weekend. 31 million Americans. Now, this ties into the political topic of the day. So hang tight with me here. Here's according to the Associated Press. 31 million, a record number of Americans are planning to bet on this year's big game, according to the estimated release that came out on Tuesday this week. The American Gaming Association forecasts near $7.6 billion are set to be wagered on the championship game on Sunday. Uh, both the amount of people planning to bet, which is up 35% this year, and the estimated amount of people that are up to bet, near 70% up from last year, are all new records across the board. Now, I want you to tie this into the political flavor of the day, shall we? With the interest rates, according to CNBC, and our What's Trending story of the day. What's trending today? Here's the latest headline from CNBC that inflation is up 7.5% on an annual basis year over year. That's the highest rate that we've seen since 1982 when Reagan took over and started getting rid of inflation rates that Jimmy Carter created. Now, Jimmy Carter took eight years to get to that level, and it was massive. Ronald Reagan took a year or two to actually get it back down. Joe Biden, imagine how great this guy is. Joe Biden, it took eight years for Ron, or for Jimmy Carter, really four years, and it started climbing. Four years, let's just say, four years for Jimmy Carter to get it up to a 7 to 10% inflation rate in the country. It took him four years to do that. Joe Biden, it took a year. Well done, buddy. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's a success. I would love to see if that was actually the headline that they run on for the midterm elections. Be like, hey, we're so good. We raised inflation 75 to 8% in a single year. We're that, <laughs> we're that good. 
That's how awesome the Biden administration is. So we have the tale of two stories right now because we have inflation that is killing the economy. The most amount of small businesses are raising the prices of their goods, which is the highest that we've seen since 1974, which is a massive astronomical number. Seven and a half percent inflation rates we haven't seen, obviously, since 1982. A massive inflation rate. Things are more expensive. Gas and food and going out and purchasing just things in general. They try to tie it into a racial thing that we'll get into in a second that I find kind of interesting as well. But overall, people are spending an additional average across the nation, according to the Wall Street Journal, $276 additional a month just by the cost of living increases by inflation. Averaging... $276 a month that you need to spend additionally just to keep the current standard of living that you've had. That's a lot of money, is it not? Now, at the same time, that's the major disastrous story. Then you see on the AP story here that at the record, 31 million people are throwing money away on gambling on the Super Bowl. (laughs) Dang it! On the big game happening on Sunday. Up near $7.6 billion being wagered into the championship game. According to the Associated Press, there's a tale of two stories here. Now, if you're conservative or Republican in any way, shape, or form, I mean, obviously watch the game if you want to, support it, do all you want to. I don't really care. It makes no difference. But does this help our cause if we're saying, hey, things are way too damn expensive and I can't survive because I can't get the gas that I need to. My gas prices are going up by traveling and driving for my work. Uh, Groceries are getting more expensive. I have to buy less groceries or it's getting more expensive to do so. Hey, I'm going to lay down some money on the big game. Does this hurt or help our cause? Because you know the mainstream media and the Biden administration, who's been saying this entire time, the economy's coming back in full swing, that everything's wonderful, the greatest economic recovery, the fastest economic recovery, the six billion jobs that they've created, or six million, whatever the hell the Biden administration says. CNBC tries to run with with their left-wing attempt here. To me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. Yeah, so that's what they're trying to say. And they're using these stats. Of, hey, you guys spent record amounts of money going into the holiday season with Christmas. The record amount of spending at the stores, which obviously we're spending more because it's more expensive. So we have to spend more. But then you, we throw money away with gambling on the big game. So they're saying, hey, look at this. More people have more expendable cash. $7.6, $7.8 billion in money being gambled on to the quote-unquote big game. Obviously, the economy's not doing that bad. Everything's great. Jen Psaki's eight. The inflation's going up. Everything's wonderful. That's a sign of progress. That's a sign of economic growth. That's a sign of us getting back on track, of seeing the inflation rates increase the way it is. When us in the middle class, us in the lower classes, potentially, us and wherever, we're just struggling to keep food on the table with an average increase of almost $300 a month that's going out. Now, here's the crazy part. Wall Street Journal comes out and says not only is it going up near $276 a month for cost of living every month, but who's feeling the price squeeze the most? According to them, breaking it down on racial terms, because that's apparently what we have to do in life now is break everything down based on demographics and identity politics. The ones that are being hit the most, millennials, Latinos, and the middle class. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I don't know. 
I don't know why we're doing that. <laughs> why we're using identity politics to break down who's getting hit the most on the inflation hit. According to the Wall Street Journal, quote, a lot of people are hurting because of high inflation, $276 a month. That's a big burden, according to senior economist at Moody's Analytics. Uh, he goes on to talk about comparing what average households spend under 7.5% inflation versus when the inflation was 2.1%. So apparently the things that we buy as millennials and as Hispanics are have the biggest hit right now i don't know if that's like avocado lattes and vegan like strawberry milk which there's an <laughs> there's an internal joke for that there was a tiktok video of a kid who's like i drink strawberry milk because it's vegan so it didn't come from a cow yes we have hit that level in society I- Yes, we have. It's okay, but that you know what? Uh, to each their own. If that's what he thinks, if he's not drinking cow's milk because it's strawberry milk and it came from strawberries, <laughs> all the power to you. But apparently, millennials and Hispanics and the middle class have been hit the hardest. With, well, obviously, the middle class because we buy everything and we're in like ninety percent of the entire population in the country with the middle class. So we've been hit the hardest, according to the Wall Street Journal, with this inflation rate. Are we doing what needs to be done properly to show and express this? What I honestly think is that we're just tired of the COVID pandemic. We're tired of the economic stress. We're tired of just being burdened. And now that things are opening up, we're like, I don't care. I don't care if it's triple the price of what it used to be. I want to get back to normal. I want to feel like it's normal again. I want to go out and have fun. I want to go out and get a drink. I want to put some gambling money onto the big game. I want to go have fun and enjoy I don't care how much it's going to cost. By golly, damn it, we're going to get things back to normal. I really think that's what happened with the Christmas stuff as well. After the year prior where we're like, oh, let's not do anything, they're just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care how much it's going to cost. We're going to do this. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to have a good time. I think that's where people's minds are at. So while the inflation is devastating the economy, people just don't care and just want to keep on living. And that's kind of a weird place for the country to be in, isn't it? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reasons throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So I'm looking at this chart from the Wall Street Journal where they're showing like who's been affected by the 7.5% inflation rate, which is hilarious because <laughs> it shows everybody. White, black, Asian, Hispanic. Everybody shoots up at a very parallel level like, oh, we've all been affected. And then they run a story saying like, oh, these uh, certain demographics have been affected by the inflation rates of 7.6% with an average increase of $276 a month additional to purchase their current cost of living. Thank you. Genius. When inflation rate comes up, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, it may not be a racial or identity issue. It's just whoever buys things. That might, you know, just... Good golly, we have to deal with this stupid crap all the time. So I do have to give credit, though, and kudos. I am, right now, at least, I don't know much about her policies or if she's been more moderate in the past or not. I know she's newly represented there. But the RNC chair, Donna, uh, Ronna McDaniel, she's kind of killing it. And while we're still up five to seven points in the polls right now, Republicans over Democrats, if the election were held today, and we're still, I mean, again, we have us focusing on why the economy is so bad and why there's supply chain issues two years into the COVID pandemic, and all of a sudden they're popping up, while Biden's like, oh, we're running out of stuff, let's give people free crack pipes. So <laughs> I still can't get over that one. But I got to give credit to the RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel, because she is on top of this stuff and just letting people know what's really going on. According to Newsmax, the Republican National Committee chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, uh, in her latest tweet said, quote, inflation is soared by the highest them out in 40 years biden lied hashtag biden inflation is not transitory which is what they always say whenever the economy changes one way good or bad if it's good then they're like hey we just saved the economy if it's bad well it's just the the uh, residual from the previous administration we got to get it back on track barack obama used that excuse for literally the entire first four-year term that he had in office saying oh it was all george bush's economy i had nothing to do with this because it was so bad then he inflated it with all the spending and the bubble burst and then thankfully as it was trying to increase a little bit based on the false representation of growth based on just government spending and creating a bubble donald trump came in cut didn't even cut taxes just talked about cutting taxes and boom the economy skyrocketed because people like you know less regulation and lower taxes and less government infringement upon their business and things did well now we're seeing the opposite. And again, the one thing the Biden administration can run on as a success, I guess, is uh, increasing 7.5% inflation rates in one single year, which hasn't happened since the Carter era. So that's great. Appreciate that very much. So what does he do? He's got to give away something. Freebies. Can't do social programs that won't pass in Congress right now. They don't have enough votes. Give them free crack pipes. That'll work great. But the RNC chair has been on this stuff, showing and exposing what they're all about. What the Democrats are doing, what they have been doing, what's happening under their economy. I mean, we can we can honestly say 
that its hands, uh, to a certain degree, we can honestly say that our hands are off, we don't have control. Democrats are ramming stuff through the House of Representatives with their majority, even if it's a partisan vote, Republicans and Democrats. Democrats can just run away with it. And then, you know, there's a little bit of shenanigans in the Senate to where they've been able to get away with some stuff. And I've mentioned it a few times, but we had multiple Republicans vote for the infrastructure bill last, what was it, uh, September, October, November. And then we had Mitch McConnell and 18 Republicans vote to repeal the uh, filibuster temporarily for the Build Back Better, and that still couldn't get passed. So I find that ironic. But keep on them. Keep on them. While Mitch McConnell is trying to sabotage Republicans' momentum by talking about the RNC and attacking Ronna McDaniel for, well, you shouldn't be going after Republicans by, like, Liz Cheney. While he's trying to work his way through that issue, she's saying, wait a second, we have a conservative platform right now. We're not going to have rhinos that actually represent us. And look at what the Democrats and the Biden administration is working on. They're raising inflation. They're spending. They can't get a good trade deal right now. They can't fix the supply chain issues. They're backing off on the COVID mandates right now because popularity. So, you know, flavor of the flavor of the day. Go with the breeze. They're changing policy pretty quick on that one, even in Democrat states, because it's an unpopular position. So they have to. So all of a sudden, while the science has changed, so now we're allowed to do so, she's on it. Ronna McDaniel, hat tips off to you, the RNC chairwoman, because you are exposing them, keeping on top and showing the hypocrisy that they're running with, and it's fun to watch. Clint Elric, he'll be joining us to talk about Ukraine and Russia when we come back right around the corner. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, welcome back into the program. It goes by way too fast. Way too fast. Last half hour of the show. That's the way we roll here on the program. Welcome in on a pre-Friday celebration. Reminder for you, I will not be on the airwaves tomorrow. I will be traveling for some political stuff. I'll get a recap on that on Monday with all the great events. I love this time of year. Here in Candace, where I'm at, where my flagship radio station is, we have our state legislature going on, so I get to go up there once in a while and see that stuff, see all the rallies, see all the political events going on. I love to hear about stuff going on around the rest of the country as well because that's kind of our thing, being that local activist, that local catalyst for change. That's what we try to be for you on this show is try to make you fired up to be that catalyst in your own community as well. So, welcome back in. Radio, TV, live streaming, and uh, podcasting. Multiple stations all over the place, and we appreciate you. By the way, uh, over the break, I was chatting with, and a hat tip to uh, listener Dennis on the Opsland stream. Thank you for that. As I uh, was getting an update, a listener up in Canada. So, welcome aboard up there, and keep up the fight with that 
Canadian Freedom Convoy. That's insane. We've been following it here on the show. I'm personally a big fan of it. I think it's bigger than just Canada. It's a big statement for the vaccine mandates in general. But apparently, most Canadians, media blackout, not even covering it. It's only one of the biggest things happening in a very long time and no one up there even wants to talk about it to keep people informed of what's actually happening uh, i mean i guess that's what you get when you get government-run media right they just don't want to tell you about the bad stuff happening at some point the canadian government's got to address this people are going to start running out of supplies in small towns and with how many truckers are up there doing this protest they can't stop it i at the beginning of it i remember hearing the media down here where they're like, oh, it's just a few truckers. It's not going to be that big of a deal. And then they were trying to play clips of other truckers being like, oh, we already got our vaccine. And why the hell are these guys causing the issues? And But it's so big they can't deny it now. They just can't. they got to start addressing this thing. And uh, the fact that the government hasn't yet is really wild. It's a, it's a game of chicken right now. And who's going to balk first? I don't see it. The big problem is, is that they've had millions upon millions upon millions of dollars donated to them, and the government's taking the vast majority of it, which is insane. Again, that shows the bullying and the theft and the mobster-like mentality of socialists that actually run the government government up there. So uh, we'll see what kind of lit- litigation comes out of that one as well. All right, I want to shift gears a little bit, talking about some you know foreign policy things and things that are going on around the world. Obviously, another major one is the Russia and Ukraine incident that's still ongoing. What's trending today? I'm super happy to have on the program with us. He's an American attorney who's also been a researcher into Russia's foreign minister uh, ministry at Moscow State Institute of International Relations. As uh, he's been over there, he's been on top of this stuff and seeing what the heck's going on. He's been uh, made big appearances on Fox News and other media outlets as well. Clint Elric is with us here. Clint, how are you, my friend? doing well thanks for having me on the show yeah i appreciate you coming on very much this is a i i don't know much about ukrainian or russian policy so i haven't talked much about this other than our own response to this which i've laughed at how the media has you know said that the biden administration's somehow capable of handling this thing and then i laughed a few weeks ago when the prime minister of ukraine uh really said to the biden administration you need to calm down the rhetoric you need to calm this down because you're only making matters worse here so I guess my first question to the scenario is, what is really going on and why is the Biden administration so uh, involved in this one, wanting to be the great savior to walk in and fix this? Well, the, the conflict really all goes back to this question of whether Ukraine belongs in NATO. The Biden administration has been sticking to that line, and Russia has drawn a line in the sand and said, we're willing to go to war in, or, in order to stop that from ever happening. And so what the Biden administration is doing right now is basically playing a, a game of chicken uh, with a country that has more nuclear weapons than any other on the planet in a region where America has absolutely no vital national interest. And so it's, it's really a, a crazy story and one that I think people should pay more attention to. I know the Biden administration is looking for a win right now. They haven't won anything in the last year. They passed the infrastructure bill. But outside of that, in 68 or 70 executive orders or whatever, they don't have anything to run on for a midterm election. Is this a political thing to where we come in on the great white horse or the great savior? We calm the peace down and we saw we saved conflict from, you know, East Asia. I mean, is that what we're dealing with here? You know, the president of Croatia, our NATO ally, actually came out and said that that's exactly what this is that the cause of the conflict is American domestic politics and, frankly, the unhinged behavior of Joe Biden. And so when you have your own NATO allies coming out and laying the blame on you for the conflict, then I certainly think that gives credibility to that theory. Wow. Well, it's unfortunate. We have to mess and meddle with their stuff. Now, we know the 
uh, potential history that the Bidens have had and the Biden family have had with China and with the Ukraine, with the with Hunter Biden and with all he was involved in. How deep do the Bidens run in this? And is that why they chose this region to kind of pick on while they're in power? You know, that could be a part of it. But the truth is that this is really a bipartisan failure. We've had Republican administrations that have pursued the same exact policy of pushing uh, Ukraine into NATO. It's actually a legacy of the Bush administration. And so the, the Bidens, while they may be biased by those business connections, I wouldn't put it past them. I think they're really just sticking with a, a hardline American policy that's against the America First movement that was championed by Trump. Yeah. What is this going to do with our, obviously it's creating tension between us and Russia, which we don't want to happen because Russia doesn't look favorably upon us. He respected Trump uh, just because of both of them being very stern. But what do you think is Putin's view of Biden right now, being the older guy, being a little bit weaker, and then having uh, Secretary of State blinking, trying to do some of this negotiation? What do you think that relationship looks like now and what it could look like down the road? I think it's hard, frankly, for the, the Russians to take Biden seriously because the man stumbles over his own words. And we saw that when he talked about the minor incursion into Ukraine and then had to clarify that he didn't really mean what he'd said. And so when he can't even articulate a clear U.S. position, the Russians are left wondering what's going on in the United States. It's almost like we don't have a president compared to Putin, who's firmly in control of the Russian Federation. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, talk about some of the trade. I mean, obviously, we trade with Russia. We trade with the Ukraine here in my heartland of the country where I'm based out of. I mean, there's a lot of agricultural trade with grains and with meats and with everything that go to and from the Ukraine. If this continues to escalate, would that be interrupted? And how bad would that affect the supply chain and trade uh, globally? You know, this is actually one of the, the main factors is energy. that The, the Russians uh, provide natural gas. Uh, to Germany and to other countries through Ukraine. And so it's possible that if that gets shut down, it could have a, a real effect on energy markets. Many people think that the Biden administration is, is angling to try to destabilize uh, the situation uh, in order to promote uh, U.S. exports uh, of natural gas. I just think that's very short-sighted. Even if there's an economic benefit to the U.S. from that, the risk of getting involved in another war far outweighs it. Yeah, very true. We're talking with Clint Elric, an American attorney and foreign policy expert. So you can see him on a lot of the different uh, mainstream media talking about some of this. Find him on the Tweety as well, at Clint Elric. Let's talk about if Russia, if this escalates again between these two, where does China fall into this? Are they buddy-buddy with uh, Russia, which I'm assuming so? And what would that do to the entire scenario? China is very closely aligned with Russia. I don't think that they would be directly involved in a conflict with Ukraine, but the more that we try to have a hardline position against Russia, the more that we push Russia into China's arms. And so you're talking about Russia, the country with arguably the most advanced military technology on Earth, and then China, the country with the best manufacturing capabilities. And so that's an alliance that poses a bigger threat to America than any other on the face of the planet. It's very scary. I'm a little concerned as we continue to, to think about where this could potentially go. I mean, do you think that we could see physical uh, contact over there? I, I think it's very likely that if the Biden administration continues on the current path, we could see conflict. We had the foreign minister of the U.K. head over to Moscow today and give a, a speech where she talked about how conflict is imminent. The Ukrainians are ready to fight. Uh, and so, frankly, it's the, the West that's kind of instigating this conflict today. And I think there's a, a real chance that many people could die. Yeah. Over the last day or so, the United Kingdom has also been involved with some of the conversations. I mean, Blinken, as far as I know, the last I heard is, you know, he sent the letter to uh, Putin saying these are our demands and our requests and our conversation that we'd like to have. But the U.K. getting involved as well and going over there. Talk about that conversation. and What came out of that one? Well, that's really a nightmare, frankly. She uh, had a horrible reception in Russia 
uh, she was confronted by their foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, and he demanded to know, does the U.K. recognize Russia's sovereignty over the Rostov region? And she said, no, we'll never recognize it. Well, here's the problem. That's part of Russia. So she went to Russia, said she doesn't recognize Russia's sovereignty over their own territory, and then later said, oops, I was confused. And so it was really a, a, a black eye for Western foreign policy this morning. Good golly. Um, I know that Putin is one that likes to play tricks, likes to play games, obviously an expert at being able to use the political, the politics and the media to try and sway people to his opinion and to his uh, uh, points. In our media, we've been hearing a lot about potentially, you know, having people in Ukraine causing issues or wanting to start some type of conflict in order for him to have an excuse to invade. Is our media correct in that sense, or has it been, again, just our administration wanting to escalate things more than what they actually are at this point? You know, I would say it's very hard for an outside observer to know because we have two different intelligence agencies, uh, the U.S. intelligence agencies and then the, the Western intelligence agencies pointing the finger at each other. And both of them claim that the other one is trying to start a fake operation in order to instigate a war. And so unless you are in one of those governments, uh, I think it's very hard to know what the truth is. But what's obvious to anyone watching the situation is that the chances of conflict are very, very high. That is scary. Last question. we got just about a minute left here before we have to let you go. But let's talk about what it would do here to the United States. Obviously, we would be involved in some way. Biden sent you know, weapons, has talked about moving troops over there and getting prepared for that way. But would we have a threat on the home front? I know that Russia works really close with Cuba, with Venezuela, with some of the Central American comp- uh, countries that could affect us here on the home front as well. So here on the homeland, what could we potentially be facing? It's very possible that Russia could deploy nuclear-capable forces to Cuba, to Venezuela, or even to Nicaragua as part of the security pact that they're pursuing. And so if we continue to try to threaten Russia on what it views as its doorstep, Russia's policy is that they'll do the same thing to us here. And so that's why I really think that it's against our national interest to play these games because we're endangering our homeland. That is very scary. That is very scary. Uh, Are we prepared? I guess the last question is real quickly is, is the U.S. prepared military-wise and technologically-wise for something like this? I think that the United States could engage in direct combat with Russia, but we don't want to do that. And the forces that we're training in Ukraine are absolutely not prepared. And that we're, if Russia decides to invade, that we'll see a defeat of them, much like the U.S. defeated Saddam's forces in the Gulf War, a technologically superior force dominating a large but obsolete military. Yeah, sketchy, fragile situation, and hopefully it does start de-escalating here relatively soon. Clint Elric, we appreciate the time, my friend. We love it. we got to get you back on again soon. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Hey, you as well. Appreciate that. All right, one more break coming up right around the corner. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right we are. Welcome back into the program. What a day. I don't know. I feel like I'm stumbling on myself today. That's all, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Thanks again to Clint Elric coming on the program. Great info. It was kind of short answers, but, I mean, it was right to the point. It's something to be concerned about. We haven't talked much about the Ukraine and Russia issue, only how the re, how the U.S. has been responding to it and the Joe Biden administration has been wanting to handle this. And, yeah, it's been caused with NATO and with the U.S. wanting to say, hey, look at this, we want to do something going into the midterms. You know that there has not been, I, I don't remember the history, so don't quote me on this one, but I think there's only been like one or two times in history in the United States, if at all, that we've changed administrations or changed leadership power during a major conflict that was going on. Uh, that was one of the reasons why George W. Bush won a second term, because he wasn't the most conservative guy. The economy wasn't doing uh, ish okay. But there was a war going on. We don't want to change when there's a war that's ongoing. Is that the tactic they're going to use? They can't win on policy. So let's create so much anarchy and chaos in the world that you have to keep them because we don't want to do a transition at that time because that would just cause more chaos and anarchy. Is that their strategy now because they have nothing better to do? That's a little concerning to me. So while they've kind of created this madness, they already have a history in that region. It only makes sense why they're actually saying what they're saying. And when the prime minister of the Ukraine comes out and says, hey, calm down the rhetoric, you're making this worse, then that's something that we need to be concerned about. And it's kind of driving me nuts. But you know what? That's what they do. And they don't really care because that's what they want to promote. That's what they want to talk about. And they just don't really care in any way, shape, or form. Uh, here's something for you. Speaking of, by the way, the whole crack pipe thing from the Biden administration, there has been a uh, Snopes. Of course, because Snopes, you know, why the heck not? They're the ones that try to fact check everybody, which just isn't true in any way, shape, or form. But uh, uh, Snopes has tried to come out and say that what he said about the whole crack pipe thing isn't true and that it's mostly false. But that's not true at all. Because even in the same conversation, they say that uh, while it's mostly false uh, rating among Snopes, that according to Fox News, it was inaccurate by saying that at the same time, distribution of smoking kits was intended to advance racial equity, but admitted the pipes would be distributed with, a ra with race as a secondary consideration. According to the statement in 2022, a U.S. Health Department of Health and Human Services substance abuse harm reduction grant did require recipients to provide safer smoking kits to existing drug users and distributing the grants priority would be given to applicants serving historically underserved communities, according to Snopes. So while it's mostly false that you're getting a brand new crack pipe, 
that Joe Biden's probably smoking right now because, you know, obviously he wants to just destroy the world, then, uh, you know, it's mostly false. But, yes, it is actually true, according to Fox News. This is what we're up against right now. And, again, while we try to ignore these things because we don't want to focus on how stupid the world has actually become, we're focusing on the big game coming up this weekend. We're focusing on the Olympics that are happening right now, which no one's paying attention to. I, I take that back. It's, here's the weird part. The Olympic ratings are down like dramatically, like 50% compared to the last winter games that happened back in 2018. Dramatically down, 50% hit on NBC ratings, but it's still floating between 10 to 12 million viewers, which kills like any other events going on or any other TV programming that's going on right now. So they're still winning in the ratings. It's just half of what the listeners actually have been. So is it a hit or is it not? You're still winning with the ratings, but yet is it where you actually wanted them to be? I find that kind of interesting. I haven't watched any. I know the U.S. hasn't won any medals from what I've heard in the news. And there's been some shenanigans about what China's doing. There's no spectators. There's no media. There's like nothing there. So I find that interesting as well. But people are looking for the distractions because the world has become so loony right now. They want to find a distraction, which I get. I totally understand. Here's the problem with that. Be careful with what you're doing with the distraction and don't help their agenda by saying that things are really bad while you're doing the things that they say are really good because you're giving them that arson. The Democrats have nothing to run on right now, so they're creating anarchy and chaos in the world, and they're handing out uh, crack pipes. And yes, I'm going to continue to say it because it is that ridiculous. It's that, imagine a world where we're literally handing it out. Now, I know California tried to do a policy like that a while ago back in California. I'm saying, yeah, you know, we're going to, uh, we don't want people using needles on the streets because they're dirty and could die from an overdose. So we want to regulate it so that way we can contain it and control it. How about you ban it and you make it more difficult for them to get a crazy drug? You don't worry about the, you know, oh, I'm smoking pot. Okay, yeah, is it legal? It's not federally, but let's focus on the real issue here, shall we? The war on drugs obviously hasn't worked, so we need a different approach, but just like giving it out is not the alternative here. You don't go from we're going to throw you in jail for 20 years for a drug issue to let's just give it to you for free. That's not how it works. There's a better way to handle these things. Until then, I'm back at it on Monday. Enjoy the big game. Enjoy the Olympics. Enjoy whatever you do. Enjoy the 7.5% inflation rates while you do your gambling of $7.8 billion in gambling with the big game or whatever you do. Until then, we're back at it on Monday. Have a great weekend. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier, and we'll see you on the radio next week. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about every